0: So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun.
1: I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for a murder.
0: Welcome back to Creepy Campfire. Your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan.
1: Hey Jordan, how's it going?
0: Hey Ryan, it's going. <laughs> it's going well. We're off to a good start. We are. Um, we just, it's going good. Yeah,
1: it, it's, it's good now that we spent the last half hour complaining and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you know, speaking on our woes.
0: We try not to. We try not to complain too much uh, between us. I feel like so you know we we get our little sessions in.
1: That's right. That's right. You got to do a little catch up.
0: Yeah. That's... Mental health is important. <laughs> you gotta get that stuff nah. out. Nah. <laughs> Ugh. Twenty twenty thought us anything. You know?
1: Yeah. Don't go twenty eight years. Well, uh, I'm twenty eight now. Don't go twenty six years without paying attention to your mental health. Yeah. You will get burned <laughs> by yourself. Yeah.
0: You gotta you gotta prioritize yourself sometimes, man.
1: That's right. This broadcast brought to you by therapy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know we need to get oh, we need that sponsor from like what is it the
1: oh that's sim- right sim-
0: not simple help but. What is it?
1: It might be simple help. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The one that's on every podcast lately. Please. Um We'll take a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will. I don't think we will with the current gaps that we're doing, but we're gonna fix that. We're gonna uh, get there. Yeah. Uh sorry everyone for taking like a month and a half off. That was not planned. Life uh twenty so twenty twenty one like gave you a good kick in the shin. And then January of tw- or 2020 gave me a good kick in the shin, but 2021 just backhanded the hell out of me because I was, let's see, I was gone for like a week and a half in January. Then I came back and car broke down, fence blew over and my sink started leaking. So like it was just one project after another and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, can we stop now? Can we stop?
0: I mean, on top of your birthday. you gotta gotta lump that in there
1: yeah which i mean that was good at least got my ears pierced feeling fancy feeling Feeling fancy shining
0: yeah we uh well you know january was a hell of a year
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a good way to put it
0: real um but hey we're back we're back at it again um
1: what have you been up to we know, we know all of my story now. We,
0: I got another um, job that is going well, but is taking a lot of my time.
1: Got to learn, hit that learning curve.
0: Yeah, so um, not trying to. N- kick my prioritization of this down but uh between us we had a lot of stuff going on between december and january
1: yeah it really like donkey kicked the hell out of us but um we're back and we're stronger than ever that's right uh we're not just saying that no We're, we're good no and it was it was weird being gone and every day that i wasn't editing i was like this just like like when you're putting that chore off that you're like oh that laundry pile is just gonna keep getting bigger and it's just gnawing at you in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except it wasn't a chore. This is my joy. But we're back.
0: Yeah. Happy to be. Yeah. So, uh, what are you? Your, this is your episode, right? This is what are mine. We, what are we
1: doing? We're doing a line of Coke. We're doing. <laughs> this is
0: not what I signed up for. <laughs> is, that, is that with the English tea that you prepared? <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> Got to settle you down before we F- hype you up. <laughs> we, we're
0: fancy. You know, we're you know we, we keep it we keep it regal when we do drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we're talking about cursed movies today. Fun, fun, fun.
0: Gonna be even better on the coke. No, <laughs> God, I couldn't even imagine you and I. Just uh, we're not the we're not the personality types for it. I don't think. Uh
1: never will find out. So nope. no, thank you. <laughs> I will. I will stick with my maker's mark. Yeah. What tonight though? Just English breakfast tea. It's raining and we got like a nice little candle a little heater a little warm tea Mm -hmm. you know you gotta you gotta relax in the rain
0: feeling like a couple of couple of old chums here just uh you know just going about talking about our business that's
1: right so cursed movies do you know of any cursed movies movies that had any um hauntings on sets or anything of that sort
0: so I kind of like looked a little bit into some of this sort of subject matter when I did the, uh, the Roosevelt hotel one last. So I was looking at like movie stuff and I honestly just didn't give it enough, uh, time to find. And a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I did end up finding was like stuff from horror movie films. So it was like places that were already kind of like dabbling in not negative, but darker themes Mm -hmm. where you would kind of expect that thing to be going on. Right. And, uh, and, and beyond that, I was just like, I mean, I know that there's a couple of movies where, you know, people have died on set or, or may have you. I know there's the Wizard of Oz one with mm-hmm. the, the uh, hanging there. Sorry, mm-hmm. hate it. Um, but yeah, besides that, I, I did was not able to find a whole lot. So okay. I'm intrigued.
1: All right. Before we get into any of the actual movies, mm-hmm. a lot of the movies I started noticing, I um, had something in common. And we're going to do a full profile on them later, but a lot of the movies that had mysterious happenings have been on set during filming, that sort of thing, are um, tied to a specific couple. Have you heard of the Warrens? Ed and Lorraine Warren? No. Good. I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. <laughs> it's going to be like a little bit of a flash background uh, because, like I said, we might do a full... Just full expose. I guess not expose. That's too tabloidy. A full profile. There you go. That's the journalistic word. (laughs) Uh, Full profile on them. Got to get that verbiage down. Yeah. But real quick, Ed Warren and Lorraine Warren were American paranormal investigators and authors associated with prominent cases of hauntings. Ed was a self-taught and self-professed demonologist, author, and lecturer. Lorraine was a professed to be a clairvoyant, light trance medium who worked closely with her husband. So they were a duo. They'd show up, um, assess hauntings that are happening. Um, Ed would see what's going on, and Lorraine would use her clairvoyance to try to tap into whatever's happening, and they'd be this kind of like tag team power spiritualist couple.
0: How do you get paid slash how do you get into that line of work of demonologist?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing. It Well, it depends on who you ask. Kind of. <laughs> depends on who you ask. Depends um, on the circle. It's kind of like saying you're a ufologist. Uh, I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, But it depends on who you ask. I, I mean, I do think it's a thing. There's like some Christian circles where demonology is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's... I don't know a lot about it, so I'm not going to talk out my, my rear end on it.
0: Do you know if he was like, I'm just a question, do you know if he was really religious or if it was more just like, uh, he took that on as his, as his line of work?
1: I'm not super sure. Um, I know it's, I know he experienced things as far as his personal religion. I'm not sure of without doing the deep dive.
0: Okay. But he was a religious guy. I would assume you'd have to have a little bit of that. No, that's what I'm saying.
1: I have no idea, but I know he experienced Yeah. paranormal things. Okay. Um. I'll give you guys a quick top ten fact list from Mental Floss on the Warrens. Um, Ed Warren grew up in a haunted house. When he was five, he claimed he saw an apparition, a dot of light that grew until it became his family's landlady, who had died the year before.
0: Interesting.
1: Interesting. Lorraine Warren discovered her abilities when she was a child. Like Ed, Lorraine began having unusual experiences when she was young, but she assumed everyone had the same abilities. That all changed when she was 12. As she recalled in The Demonologist, it was Arbor Day at her all-girls private school, and her classmates had just planted a sapling. Quote, Just as soon as they put the sapling in the ground, I saw it as a full-grown tree, filled with leaves blowing in the wind, she said. Then a nun asked her why she was staring at the sky. Lorraine responded, I told her I was just looking up into the tree. Are you seeing the future? She asked me, just as sternly. Yes, I admitted. I guess I am. Hmm. Cool. We're just ima- imagining a full-grown tree. but
0: I like her powers better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Ed and uh, Lorraine began dating as a teenager, so long love. They got married in 1945.
0: I'm sure she saw that coming, though, yeah?
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, because she sees everything. Yeah. Um, Lorraine began as a skeptic um, until they started going on to these cases. And when I say they did some cases, they did thousands of of cases. Thousands of cases. All of the popular movies Thanks, Guy. (laughs) that you have heard as horror titles in recent years The Conjuring, Annabelle um, all the big hitters, they were cases that the Warrens did. So the Warrens claim to not have, I'm going to say claim because I have not done the research so we're going to put big air quotes to not take money for their investigations, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't show up at the houses um, and, and charge family a fortune for it. But what they did was they would they made their money through book sales of the encounters, and then which eventually sold into movie rights. Hmm. Okay, that's how they made their money. Um, you might know them for their paranormal museum that they have at their their former home. They have both passed away. Uh, Lorraine was not too long ago; I think just a couple years ago. But they have a paranormal museum where they also house the Annabelle doll. Oh. Yeah.
0: Like the real one?
1: The real one. Ooh. Yeah. Where, where is that? Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but I want to say Massachusetts. I could be absolutely wrong on that. But shot in the dark. It's in New England somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think their son-in-law runs it now that they both passed. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Carry on the legacy.
1: That's right. So, Ed and Lorraine Warren... If you haven't heard of them, there's brief, briefest of the tidbits. Like I said, we'll probably do a full profile on them because they saw a lot. And whether they were making it up or not, I don't think in all of those cases, every single one of them was fabricated. And even if they were, they gave us some really good ghost stories to talk about.
0: Yeah. I mean, if they're making a majority of the horror movies that are coming out over the last decade or so.
1: Yep. So let's go into CBSNews.com. The real sources <laughs> before i go into the very fake sounding sources because <laughs> uh, there's always the, the legitimate ones, ones first. like scary movies haunted slash scary slash com. it's like okay all right
0: yeah your little top <laughs> top 10
1: lists and stuff this is a top 28 thank you oh my gosh
0: <laughs> okay but it's cbs you know so it's, it's cbs you know
1: <laughs> so we got several sources on this one i've got CBSnews.com I've got Mashable, I have Screen Rant. So, they all have pretty good lists and giving you some some spooky facts. But first we're going to start with The Omen, um, which I think I've mentioned on here, my experience with The Omen.
0: I don't know if you said it here. I know your experience, yeah. but you I don't think we've talked about it. You should This
1: is the most applicable time, so I'll mention it again yeah. even if I already did, but I uh, my best friend Love scary movies. Um, And I would crash at his house, and he would always try to make me watch a scary movie. And one day I was like, well, how about The Omen? Because I always kind of wanted to go for the older ones, because in my brain the older ones would be less scary. And he had never watched it. And I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be a classic. Let's watch The Omen. Like trying to pick, like, the best of the worst for me. And we started watching it. And we're going through, I think we're about, like, 15 minutes in. And we get to a scene where... I think his name is David Damien Damien That's it um, Where Damien Is on a carousel I think his birthday party And His, uh, his Spoiler alert Yeah Yeah All these <laughs> Get ready for the spoilers I'm just putting it in there now Yeah Just a preface Yeah Okay um, His Like Caretaker Nana Nanny Whatever you want to say for it
0: Julia Stiles She jumps
1: out <laughs> Of the Window and right at that moment when she jumped out to – I can't remember if she hung herself or if she – I think she hung herself. Um, either way, when she when she committed suicide, it flashed back to him laughing on the carousel, but like a, like a freeze frame of the, the previous scene. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And we're watching this on Netflix, not on DVD. So it's a streaming service, so it's not like a DVD would have skipped or like caught itself or something. But it just froze there. We're like, ah, eh, that's a little weird. Whatever. We just fast forward it a second, and it starts buffering and playing like normal. We get about 15 minutes in through the movie, and then it's in the middle of some scene, and then it clips back to that same spot of him on the carousel with that creepy laugh. And I'm like, huh, okay. Now it's getting a little weird because we were way past this. I can understand if it was, like, clipped back to, like, the previous scene, Mm -hmm. like it did before. Yeah, like, three, four minutes or something. Going to this exact one, whatever, we fast-forwarded it again, keep watching, and about 15 minutes after that point, same thing happens, and it just keeps clipping back. And the third time, I was like, nope, I don't know, I'm getting bad vibes, I'm not doing it anymore.
0: Especially if it goes back to, like, the exact same spot, and it's just, like, playing that over and over again. Yeah, I'd be weirded out.
1: Yeah, it was just it was it's it's not like life shattering weirdness, but it was enough to be like, uh, I'm just going to say no on this one.
0: Yeah, it's enough to turn it off for <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: I'm going to pass. I'm with you on that. So the Omen. So Gregory Peck had some interesting interactions with the Omen in June 1975, just two months prior to filming the Omen. Lead actor Gregory Peck's son shot himself. Then, while flying to London in September, Peck's plane was struck by lightning. A few weeks later, executive producer Mace Newfeld was on a plane to Los Angeles that was also struck by lightning. After that, producer Harvey Bernhard narrowly escaped being struck by lightning while filming in Rome. Who could blame Bernhard for deciding to carry a cross on set? He was quoted as saying the devil was at work and he didn't want that film made
0: three lightning like lightning is the way they go about it that's crazy yeah
1: like just yeah
0: that's too many instances instances right
1: and then we have the animal hand handler involved in the omen uh who was helping with the crazy baboon scene was mauled and killed by a tiger shortly after shooting had wrapped up
0: jeez if you mess with wild animals here's one
1: right here's one for you man <laughs> Special effects artist John Richardson, who helped with the film's infamous decapitation scene, was in a car crash during post-production. While Richardson survived the Friday the 13th crash, the head-on collision beheaded Richardson's passenger assistant Liz Moore in a manner that was eerily similar to the death scene he helped shoot. Richardson reportedly saw a road sign near the accident scene showing the distance to a Dutch town reading, Omen but with two M's? 66.6 66.6 six six kilometers.
0: Jeez. Oh, now I gotta see a picture of that sign. I don't know, that's real.
1: I tried to find it, because that's the type of thing I'm like, creepy. okay, this sounds like something someone added in later as like, ooh. Yeah. But I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. And oh then God. we have a plane crash that was chartered by the film, but switched at the last minute went down shortly after takeoff, killing everyone on board.
0: S- was it people that are, were involved in the movie
1: well they were supposed to be on the plane but they changed the flight at the very last second like they specifically chartered the plane for for the film yeah. crew mm-hmm. and then they changed it at the last second and that very plane went down
0: oh well that's the problem is that they're living final destination i was about to say the omen <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're just
1: going through their final destination wow of which you've seen, right? I've, I don't know which one I've seen, but I've seen the, the plain one. That's the first one. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. So was... then
0: you, okay. Then your 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 ground scout. Your bases are covered.
1: Okay. I know it's all the same, just different ways to kill you, but.
0: Yeah. And they're not, that, I mean, those movies are not like super duper scary. They're just more about the jump scares and they're actually kind of funny, but <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I guess it depends on how morbid your sense of humor is.
1: <laughs> I feel that. All right. Now we're going to move on to Poltergeist. Who could forget the little blonde girl and her eerie, scary lines? They're here. Heather O'Rourke was discovered by Steven Spielberg in the MGM commissary and went on to make an undeniable impression on moviegoers. The film's iconic lead, O'Rourke, died at age 12, less than a year after the release of Poltergeist 3, after what doctors thought were complications from flu like symptoms. The Rona. It was early Rona. Yeah, <laughs> she died. Not to make light of this child's death. That, no, that was probably poor taste. She died on the operating table after suffering cardiac arrest
0: at twelve years old. At twelve. Oh my god.
1: Who hears of a twelve-year-old having cardiac arrest?
0: Yeah, from flu-like symptoms. Yeah, as the cause. Like, oh, I don't know.
1: Then we have Dominique Dune, twenty-two, who played the eldest daughter Dana. In poltergeist, died in late 1982 after being strangled by her abusive boyfriend, John Thomas Sweeney, age 27. She was sustained on life support system for five days post the attack. Jeez. Julian Beck who played Cain, the evil preacher, died in 1985 during post-production on Poltergeist 2. In 2009, actor Lou Perryman, who played a construction worker in Poltergeist, met a gruesome end when he was axed to death in his home by an ex-convict. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, that's a lot of death. I mean, it's not as... Uh, as uh, situationally, like... Well, I mean, the omen—that's that was way too many like instances.
1: Almost all. Well, that one was weird because there's a lot of the lightning strikes and plane incidents. Yeah, but almost all of the lists for all the movies—if you took them on their own, it's just a tragic incident. Mm-hmm. But when you have, it's like when you have a politician, okay, and one person that knew the politician died from like an axe murder, or a plane crash, okay that just kind of sucks. But when that same person, that politician has had 50 people around them die yeah. from random things, it's like okay, there's there's something to all of this.
0: Yeah, how random is it really?
1: Right. Yeah. And like all of the acts might be different, but it's to the same end. Mhm. So
0: still, I'm yeah, I mean before that's I mean when did the first one come out it said for the Poltergeist? So within like a decade, majority of the main cast being killed off in real life That's
1: 1982 so within a couple of years
0: within a couple of years couple a of handful years. yeah Jeez.
1: yeah so then and we're still going on poltergeist Ooh, well the franchise God. poltergeist 2 will sampson who played taylor the medicine man was a real life shaman in the creek indian tribe died a year after poltergeist 2 was released of post-operative kidney failure in 92, actor Richard Lawson, who played Ryan in Poltergeist, survived a plane crash out of LaGuardia that killed 27 of the 51 on board.
0: Wow. He
1: narrowly escaped. Just barely. And then we have, like, probably the Coup de Gras in my mind of the list of these movies The Exorcist.
0: Mm-hmm. I still never saw that one either.
1: It's one of those. Unfortunately. Like, you read about the things that happen, and, like, there's a lot of these where people died shortly after production, yeah. like in Poltergeist, but then you have things like Omen and The Exorcist, where people were dying during it, and you're like, this just feels like something didn't want this movie made. Yeah.
0: Something's actively working against you.
1: Yeah. Ooh. So The Exorcist, the entire set for the MacNeil home caught fire and burned down, delaying filming for six weeks. Reagan's demonic bedroom, meanwhile, remained untouched by the flames. With all the mishaps, a Jesuit priest, Thomas M. King, in Washington, D.C., where the movie was being filmed, was asked to bless the set. Probably wise. During the film's Rome premiere, lightning struck a 400-year-old cross atop a nearby 16th century church.
0: I mean, I want to know... That it struck, that lightning struck like a building near the premiere. That's not as that's not as bad as it actually striking a couple of planes.
1: No, but it, I mean, it's ominous. Is it coincidental? Coincident? Coincidental? Absolutely. Potentially, yeah. But like, when are you supposed to take something as a sign versus like, oh, that was a coincidence?
0: Well, yeah, especially if you get a bunch of circumstances all rolled up. Right.
1: Ellen Bernst actually injured her back when she was thrown to the ground by Reagan, which resulted in a scream that can be heard in the film. That scream has her actual scream of pain.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I think, yeah, I can't remember the exact back injury, but it was not good. There were several de- deaths linked to people who worked on the film, including Jack McGrowan and oh, I'm sorry, Vasiliki, 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 Maliaros, I'm so sorry. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Who both died during post-production. Their characters, Burke Dennings and Mrs. Karras, also die in the movie. Mm. Yeah.
0: I had heard that there was a lot of weird stuff going on around... Uh, that movie specifically yeah, You're definitely right about the
1: The fire is the, the main thing Especially the The um, the fact that the, the demonic room Where all the exorcisms were taking place mm-hmm. Did not get touched by the fire That's crazy Yeah And I've heard of some weird things specifically with fire um, Like my dad's house When he was a kid burned down Everything burned down in the house Except for a coat that had a bible in it On a coat rack
0: Huh.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. The only salvageable thing. Yep. Crazy.
1: Yep. Then we have, this one's more of a conspiracy or possibly a curse. May more than anything else, but this is the crow with Brandon Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Lee, who is son of Bruce Lee. um, He launched his acting career in superstardom. But was plagued by onset injuries and a tragic death. While filming, Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce Lee, was shot and killed by a live bullet, unknowingly lodged in a prop forty four handgun. Bruce Lee died in nineteen seventy three, shortly after making the film Game of Death, in which he played an actor shot after gangsters replaced a fake bullet with a live one. Huh. It's a really good movie if you haven't seen it. No, I haven't. Oh, it's um it's it might be my favorite one of him.
0: We might have it. If it's in, like, the big Bruce Lee collection, we might <laughs> Oh, I, I for sure
1: have it. I think you guys have it, too. I think it's, um, I think it was renamed to the Chinese Connection or Fists of Fury. Okay. But it was very, very good. He plays some really ser- silly roles in it, too. Um, but, yeah, check it out.
0: I still need to go back and watch his classics. That's very, uh, iron- well, not ironic, but, um, um coincidental as well oh my god yeah
1: also in the crow one of the carpenters got shocked and burned by a scissor lift on set a grip and a grip truck unexpectedly went up in flames and a disgruntled carpenter plowed through a plaster shop in his car wow this kind of stuff i feel like i'm like okay this is Just bad luck. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of hands on a movie set doing things, and there's a lot of things going down. So I I almost expect a couple accidents to happen. Yeah. So I'm not too shocked by that. But it's more of, like, you were saying things with, like, planes getting struck by lightning and a large amount of people being injured from Mm -hmm. separate incidents is one thing. But, like, oh, okay, somebody didn't check this, and they got shocked by something, and somebody got pissed because they got fired, so they took revenge
0: it's hard to take something that seems statistical and make it seem coincidental and vice versa yes yeah
1: yes so then we have rosemary's baby
0: another classic i haven't seen
1: male violent forces at work in the supernatural thriller rosemary's baby from 1968 took an ominous new tone when strange ailments beset the crew and true evil struck the director roman polanski's family
0: I knew it was a Polanski. What happened to his family?
1: Well, the whole Manson uh murders.
0: Oh yeah. I didn't I forgot that was around that time.
1: Yep. A year after the release of the film about evil descending upon an expectant mother. Members of the Charles Manson family murdered Polanski's wife Sharon Tate and her unborn child. Now this one there's rumors that um Oh, I cannot remember his name. Anton, Anton something. I almost don't even want to give him full credit. But he was the guy that started the Church of Satan in San Francisco. Okay. Which is kind of the organized satanic movement, like the first organized satanic movement. I mean, people think that there's been satanic cults for a long time, but he's the first one that's organized a satanic movement. Yeah, he trademarked it. (laughs) Um, They... There's rumors he was brought in as a consultant on this movie because Satanism plays very heavily in it, Um, but there's nothing really backing that up. He's not credited for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also said there's like a devil scene in there that he's the one playing that, but again, there's nothing really crediting him to that. Yeah. It's just kind of a rumor. Um, He's not not listed in the credits. Yeah. (laughs) But... After receiving death threats over the film's satanic themes, producer William Castle suffered kidney failure and was rushed to the hospital. Castle mentions one particular letter which read, Bastard, believer of witchcraft, worshiper at the shrine of Satanism. My prediction is you will slowly rot during a long and painful, painful illness which you will have brought upon yourself. Castle raged that the movie was cursed, repeatedly crying out during his illness. Rosemary, for God's sake, drop that knife.
0: Ooh, well, I'm sure that refers to the movie, and now I need to know.
1: Unbeknownst to Castle, the film's composer, 38-year-old... old mm, cr- <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> cr- cr-
0: <laughs> this is what the people really come and listen to us for. <laughs> you know... I didn't know you were a butcher. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Call me Butcher Pete, <laughs> Krizistoff. tough All right, I want you to try this. Yeah, yeah. K R Z Y S Z T O F.
0: I gotta get. I gotta guys on it. Hold on. <laughs> okay, thirty-eight year old. Oh come on, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Kr. Oh Shiza. K- Kurzustov. K- stuff Maybe. Komita? Because it? it's curp, the curp. second Z that throws me off. the of stuff. I don't know. It's my best guess.
1: Anyway. Mister Mr. Mr. <laughs> K- Mr. Komita had been admitted to the same hospital due to a blood clot. Komita's death was a result of a brain hematoma. I can do hematoma. Eerily reminiscent of what befell Hutch in the film. But what the cause of the hematoma remains unclear. That's what gets me is when people die the way their characters died. Yeah. That's weird.
0: Yeah, I mean the beheading from the omen thing and like the, beheading, the,
1: yeah. the couple that died in the movie that died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, now we're getting on to some Warren cases. The Conjuring. Director James Wan may have been playing with forces beyond his control when he shot the conjuring about evil force taunting the Perrin family and real life demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren who helped get rid of it. Quote. When members of the real life Perrin family visited the set, they were met by gusts of fierce wind. And while the Perrins were being bullied by wind, Mother Carolyn felt a presence back home, then suffered a bad fall. Shortly thereafter, the cast and crew had to evacuate their hotel due to a fire. Huh. Phone calls between screenwriters and the rain warrant always suffered static and often went dead. When working late one night, Wan's dog wouldn't stop growling at nothing. The laptop screen of lead actress Vera Farm- Farmiga? Farm- Vera Farmiga? Farmiga. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly and mysteriously showed digital claw marks one day when she opened her computer. The huh. actress also showed off photos and in interviews of what appeared to be claw marks on her thigh after filming concluded on the movie.
0: Which one was the Conjuring? That was the. why do I feel like Vera Farmiga is insidious too I don't know
1: I could be wrong she might have been I don't know Annabelle producer Jane Wan prequel spinoff to The Conjuring proved what we already knew don't mess with dolls on the day the 2014 film's demon went full makeup there was an on site injury as the actor walks to the green room as the demon producer Peter Safran described Safran, Safran, Peter Safran. I'm butch. I'm sorry to anybody. (sighs) We're not going to get invited to Hollywood. because I've ruined all of their (laughs) names. I'm trying. blacklisted. I'm just just a dumb Kentucky boy. Just don't, (laughs) don't mind me. We
0: gotta, we gotta get it out there.
1: So producer Peter Safran described a lighting fixture abruptly falling and striking a janitor's head. In the film, the demon kills the janitor in that same hallway. Hmm. While filming, director John Leonetti discovered a three-finger marking claw across a dusty set window. Early, the film's demon also had just three fingers. So this could have been a case of somebody not paying attention and just rubbing their hand on something. Yeah. But I've learned from listening to The Office Ladies, great podcast if you guys have not checked that out. If you like The Office, it's a must. Mm Mm-hmm a lot of directors and producers are very anal about what's on the set. Yeah. Like things cannot change, which makes sense. Cause if you shoot one day and you shoot the next day, you know, I'm not thinking about, Oh, my stapler was on the left side. Oh, I moved it Tuesday to the right side. They're going to chew you out because they're like, no, this is the same scene three seconds apart from each other. It's going to really throw people off to see that stapler flipping back and forth. Yeah, you got to so maintain that continuity. All of those minute details are always very scrutinized, and I've I've heard of a lot of times people will go through and they'll take pictures of the sets before they shut things down, so that way things can be put back exactly the way they were. That makes sense. So it could just be that the demon in that movie rubbed its hand on the window. I and nobody paid attention, but I feel like he probably would have got a good chewing out for that. Yeah. You know, somebody would have noticed. hmm So the real life Annabelle lives in Lorraine and Ed Warren's occult museum stored safely inside glass a glass case with the sign warning visitors to leave the door locked. A priest visits the museum and blesses the doll regularly.
0: I bet she hates that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I hear that the doll moves in the case, like it doesn't stay in the same spot. Um... Lots of strange, strange things like that.
0: That'd be crazy. I mean, I'm sorry, but that would be like the last thing you would ever get me to go check out, though. Because, I mean, between clowns and little porcelain dolls,
1: two of the creepiest things ever. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll eventually do Annabelle, too. But Annabelle isn't a porcelain doll. That's not the... like. She looks absolutely nothing like the movie's doll. Oh, okay. It's a Raggedy Ann doll. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But that wouldn't be as scary.
0: Yeah, not as uh, not as cinematic either. Right. I feel you.
1: Right. So I'm going to go through Mashable and hit a, qu- a few quick highlights um, for some of the same movies. Continuing first with Annabelle, I've got a quote here from Peter Safran to attest uh, with the mysterious markings um, that he recounted to a Hollywood reporter. Quote, we shot in this amazing old apartment building near Koreatown and we had some funky stuff go down. In particular, the first day that the demon was shooting in full makeup, we brought the demon up in the elevator. He walks out and walks around to the green room where we're holding the talent. And just as he walks under, a giant glass light fixture is being followed by the actor playing the handyman of the building. And all of a sudden, the entire glass light fixture falls down and down on his head, the janitor's head. And in the script the demon kills a janitor in the hallway. It was totally freaky. End quote. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, circumstantial but still coincidental.
1: So now we got the nun.
0: Oh yeah, that's a recent one.
1: It is. The Conjuring Universe is both a major asset and liability for Warner Brothers. On one hand, the still-growing franchise's five films have already grossed over a billion and a half dollars. On the other hand, the people who make these movies seem to be inevitably facing terrifying stuff. From unexplained bruising to an alleged water poltergeist, the CU has seen it all. But one story from the series' most recent installment, The Nun, is of particular note. Director Corin Hardy claims to have seen not one, but two apparitions. While filming a sequence in the narrow hallway of a real-life Romanian castle, Corin recounts stepping into a side room to allow a camera to pass. When he entered the dark space, he saw two men sitting at the back of the room. He assumed they were crew members. Corin stayed in the room for one take and upon completion turned to speak with the men, but they were gone, in a room with only one way in and one way out. Quarren was understandably terrified.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Got some got some ghosts on set. Got a few ghosts on set, man. Yeah. I can't but, imagine what it would be like to like film a scary movie though. I mean, you're. I mean, you're kind of. I feel like you're kind of asking for trouble. Right. Again, it's like when you open yourself up to that like kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's your. Which I mean, people would people will say we're doing the same thing. I think we. I don't know. We're clear with our intentions and allegiances, so that might help.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, if like if the one thing that we're gonna go that we're gonna take a field trip to, at least uh, that is set in stone, but still not happening yet, uh, is the Winchester Mystery House. If that's <laughs> right. the worst thing we're doing, then you know, I think we're I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Besides, that we're just talking about it.
1: And it's it's I've heard that some um, a lot of the horror. De- Horror sets will bring priests on and, and, and preachers to, to bless the set, just like they did in, in um, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. I've also heard the opposite that there, there's, I know there's been some movies where they brought in um, occultist practitioners of various types, kind of like an expert, not expert witness, but a, a consultant. Yeah. Which is what they claimed in Rosemary's Baby that Anton LeBay, I think is his last name, Mm -hmm. was there for as like a consultant. Although that was never, that's not been proven. I think he denies it. Um, But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. You're trying to make the most accurate movie you can. Also, yeah, you probably should bring on people to bless the place if you're going to mess with stuff. Even if you don't believe in it, why not? Just be safe and careful.
0: I feel like it's a good rule of thumb, a good precaution to take anyways.
1: Uh Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: But yeah, definitely people recreating like as real as they possibly can. I know that they're, they're, it wouldn't surprise me if they were bringing on some, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say unsavories, but people with better knowledge of the (laughs) the subject material, I suppose. Yeah.
1: So those are the big heavy hitters of horror classics. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few other ones. I know I think it's three men and a baby there's there was a rumor for the longest time that you could see a ghost in the background of one of the scenes. okay. I'm almost positive that they've like ruled that out as it was a cutout, like a life-size cutout of one of the actors that was just left and not paid attention to mm-hmm. And then you mentioned The Wizard of Oz. Um, hanging scene, which I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers denies that that's what that was, but I've heard a lot to both sides of that. So oh, have you ever seen it? Um, Don't I, look
0: it up, but it's but it's that's <laughs> there. Yeah, it's there. I think that they've edited it out.
1: That's what I heard. That all the new copies and everything, it's it's been scrubbed.
0: Yeah, but it's out there yeah. It's in the world.
1: So there's there's definitely more but these are the big ones, and these are all movies dealing with the very thing that they potentially are attacked by.
0: Yeah, and that's the best way to narrow it down. Well, I mean, especially, again, there's where it's situational as opposed to certain, like, uh, very coincidental. Mm-hmm. A lot of those line up. That's crazy. Especially the the Omen, I feel like that was the heaviest hitter mm-hmm. for the, all those deaths in, like, similar ways, or almost deaths right. from too many of the same instance like Mm -hmm. that's crazy especially lightning being the way to go out it makes
1: me not want to get on a plane in la yeah
0: yeah you got Mm -hmm. you guys you guys like got super attractive metal here that's (laughs) like really conductive or what when
1: there's not even that many storms in la yeah
0: a lack thereof yeah it's more what they're known for um but yeah that's crazy i mean and i'm sure there's more out there and it's funny that there's not more, like, you know, I wonder if there's any, <laughs> if anything like this has ever happened on, like, a Disney set.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm really creepy, sure.
0: Creepy thing. Well, especially, I mean, I know a lot of the early, early, early Disney movies, too, were, like.
1: Like, Swiss Family Robinson
0: different and stuff? Uh, as far as the, um, I mean, I, they were always, I suppose, timely for when they came out. You know, they, they made sense for whatever time period they were in. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the stuff that, I mean, some of the Disney movies that come out now are still not necessarily kid, super kid friendly.
1: Well, I think that has to do with our age. And we were kids. hmm And a lot of the adult jokes were going over our head. Oh, yeah. And now we're the adults. So now we're getting and both adult sides situations. of it. yeah. Yeah. So I think that might be part of it. Because there's some things I go back and watch. Like, I, I love, I've always loved Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear you guys judging through the microphone. Stop it. Huh. But there's a lot of jokes, especially in like Big Daddy. Yeah. Loved Big Daddy. I go back and watch that now, and I'm like, how did I not? Well, I just I didn't know about it. But there's so many inappropriate kid jokes in that movie, but you're a kid. You, it goes over your head.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's always... I, that's one of the things I like uh, the most about Adam Sandler. This is not an Adam Sandler podcast, but, you know, props But if to you
1: him. want to come on, please, anytime, yes.
0: Oh, my God, yes, in a heartbeat. Um, but, I mean, he's always tread that line of, like,
1: not quite family friendly, but Immature close.
0: adult humor, yeah. so, like, it still plays with kids. Like, it's still, like, he's silly oh, enough he to wear Oh, he fell. Always, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we're
1: like, oh, he fell on a porno mag. That's why it's funny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: the stuff that you realize later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, please, Adam. Anytime. Anytime. Anytime, sir. <laughs> we'll have you. <laughs> That's right. Um, so were there any other movies?
1: That's it. I mean, like I said, there's there's bound to be several more, but those are the big ones and those are the big titles. Yeah. Um, and I thought since we've been on little little Hollywood run, with your Roosevelt Hotel, mm-hmm. it'd be a good time to, to throw this one in there too. So
0: I know we've done a lot of California stuff. I feel like inadvertently, I've done some like. Well, specifically you've done it California very stuff. intentionally. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I need to. Yeah, I need. We need to venture out.
1: That's <laughs> right. It's a grand, <laughs> grand, big world with lots of urban legends that we're gonna track down and tell you all about.
0: Speaking of venturing out and urban legends, uh, my next episode, excited about. It's gonna come in. It's coming in from. Uh, it's gonna be a listener suggestion. Nice. So, um, our, our listener Matt sent us in a very good recommendation. We uh, we messed up in not including um, a big urban legend from
1: Tennessee, I believe.
0: Yeah, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, we're going back to Tennessee for the Bell Witch. Cool. That's a big suggestion. name one.
1: That's a, definitely a big name one.
0: Yeah, I don't know how we missed that.
1: Well, I I kind of do. I try to leave out any of the big ones in urban legends. Yeah. Um because I know they're going to end up being full-length episodes. Mm -hmm. But please, if you guys are like, hey, they didn't talk about this big thing, still tell us, because I might not know about it. Oh, yeah. I have heard of the Bell Witch, but then there's other ones we stumble on all the time that I'm like, oh, I've not heard of this. We need to turn this, like, this is in the Urban Legends, but we need to make it a full-length episode. You
0: realize how much is out there for it, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So don't worry. Like I had Bell Witch in the the hip pocket, because it's one of those big titles that every paranormal podcast talks about mm-hmm. and i've been trying to hold off on those a little bit and we've been sprinkling them through but i think i think we're i think we're solid i think we can really start tackling some of the bigger ones too um i just don't want us to sound like everyone else is why i try to spread them out
0: oh yeah well i mean nonetheless well uh again it's we love the suggestions
1: coming in so absolutely keep, keep them, them coming. coming and like i said we might not hit it on an urban legends episode because we want it to be a full lengther, but still tell us because i might not know about it
0: yeah, so, and again, the more interaction we have with you, listeners, you campers, the better. That's right. Because we're trying to get we're trying to get your stories on.
1: That's right. And you can reach us at creepy at gmail.com.
0: You can hit me up on the, fa- on, the on Facebook, the Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> on the Facebook on the
1: Instagram, creepy
0: campfire podcast.
1: We are not on the Facebook. If someone wants to start a fan page, feel free. But a fan we,
0: page on Facebook that'd we, be great.
1: We are we are we have not set one up.
0: No, not just yet. We don't we don't I mean, we don't really mess with Facebook that much. So Instagram kind of where it's at for that. Um, when are we getting on the talk?
1: What's that? When are we getting on the talk?
0: Oh God. <laughs> Anytime now. Anytime. <laughs> um or you can call us up at nine one six three five nine nine four four six. That's right. Leave us a message. It is a thirty second cutoff. Three, three. minute. Yep. Three minute cutoff. <laughs> it's a three minute cutoff on that. Um so be quick no um just leave us whatever information you want to uh and potentially a way to get back to you
1: leave 16 voicemails if that's what you got to do
0: leave as many as you want we, we look forward to we your... want to
1: hear that story man yeah i'm, I'm dying for some stories i want i want us to get so many in that voicemail that we have an episode of nothing but listener stories that
0: is the dream
1: and do me a favor um in your somewhere in your message just let us know if we have permission to play you on air because we'd love to do that um we don't have to use your name if you don't want us to just give us a fake one like joe bob um or at least a way
0: at least a way to reach back out to you as well and email uh, a phone number if you wish Mm -hmm. uh whatever you like but um if we don't if you guys can leave a message but if we can't get back to you it's kind of hard to like set something up like that so yeah
1: but we love it we appreciate it thank you matt for the suggestion Jordan's going to knock out that that Bell Witch. Um, I think that's all we've got for this week, guys. We're happy to be back. Happy to be back. Planning to stay here. Until next time, everybody. Stay toasty. toasty.